Hello and welcome back to Robotics Roundtable on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. I am Tim Dunai and I'm happy to be with you for the next hour. Uh, joining me is my co-host Brian Sorensen. Brian, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Tim. Looking forward to another awesome discussion with another robotics team in our area. Uh, yes, definitely looking forward to it. Uh, as you know, we meet here weekly to talk about FIRST Robotics competitions and specifically the Southwest Michigan area teams. In addition to hearing us on the radio, you can see video of our discussion on WSJM's Facebook page and locate past Robotics Roundtable podcast on WSJM.com. In the world of robotics, every team has a team number and we welcome to the show Team 4237, Team Lancebot from Stevensville, Michigan. Team Lancebot, how are you guys today? We're doing good. Doing good, a subdued to doing good, but, um, and we're going to talk about that, why you guys might be a little bit subdued. You've had, uh, you've had a busy season so far, and uh, we're looking forward to, to hearing about that. If you could kind of go around the round table, and we appreciate you really jumping into the theme of the show and sitting around the round table, um, please go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us what grade you are and um, how long you've been involved with FIRST. Um, I'm Tori Fox. I'm a senior, and this is my first year being involved with any robotics at all. Okay. I'm Tanishka Zavov. I'm a sophomore, and this is my sixth year doing first. Okay. I'm Sam Velasco. I'm a junior, and this is my first year involved in first. My name is Kabir Parvo. Uh, I'm a sophomore, and this is my first year doing any robotics. I'm Kyle Smith. I'm, I'm a senior, and this is my fifth year in first. And I'm John Woodard. I'm a super senior, I guess. This is my 12th <laughs> year involved with uh, first. Um, I've been involved with both the high school FRC program as well as the elementary FLL program. Very good. Thank you guys for, for giving us that, that update. John, so, so 12 years. Um, I, I'm curious, what is... Uh, what brings you back, you know, I guess what first got you interested um, being a part of this and what brings you back from year to year as being a mentor for a, a FIRST Robotics team? So what got me involved initially, I don't know if I sent an email to the right person or the wrong person, but I'd done uh, robotics in my classroom for many years and I was reaching out looking for some funding for that uh, project that in my classroom. And um, I contacted, um, uh, someone at Whirlpool and they said, well, really, you should be involved in FIRST is what you should be doing. And I kind of poo-pooed that and just said, yeah, I have my own thing and tried to let it go. But unfortunately, uh, they were not going to let it go. So that's what got me involved. Um, we uh, That very first year, we met with uh, um, the St. Joe team and a team from Granville. And me and three of the guys here uh, at the high school said, hey, let's make this happen. And so we got involved. Uh, Brad Smith and I were part of that original group, and we're still uh, here going strong. We've, um, it's a great program for students. Uh, um, it's fun to see students grow, students learn. Uh, it's fun to see them involved with uh, mentors from our area and uh, picking up some technical skills that perhaps they wouldn't get until they are either in college or beyond. Um, but it's, it's those things that kind of keep bringing me back, that I, I enjoy working with students, and this gives me a, a chance to get involved with students outside of the classroom. 
Very good. And the students are fortunate to have you. I'm, I'm lucky enough to, that I get to work with you in the fall when we do planning for uh, coordinating the Lego League event, the first Lego League event. And, uh, and you and, and Team Lancebot in general do a great job. Um, but um, I can see the enthusiasm that the team has and, and uh, the skill sets that you bring to being a part of that team and then also just organizing for that Lego League event. Cannot thank you enough. Um, I'm curious from the rest of the team, just by going through with the exception of um, Tanishka, we said you, you were six years. Um, so how, when did you start? Did you do Lego League or FTC or what, what's your history there? I did Lego League for two years and then I did FTC for three years. And this is my first year on FRC. Okay. So as a sophomore, um, you're, you're, you're the newbie in the, in, in the high school realm, but with all of your peers around the table, with the exception of Mr. Woodard, you've got the seniority as far as, you know, so, so does that give you a different level of confidence at the beginning of the season when we do a kickoff event and, we, and we're getting prepared for um, the competition? You kind of already, do you have a feel for what is about to happen because you've done it in Lego League and in FTC? FRC is definitely something different, but like gracious professionalism and competition, I definitely understand how to use those things to interact with other teams and how to, you know, make a better robot, hang out with your team more. Okay. Um, and, and so then it seemed like, you know, and also Kyle, you've been around five years. So next level in seniority there. Um, and what specifically do you do um, on the team? So I am the safety captain for the team. I am also part of the programming team and the drive team. So, yeah. And were those roles that you had in mind um, when you first started? You know, you're a senior now, so you've worked to those positions. Were there things that you that you wanted to do early on or, or um, and, and kind of got away from, or are these things that you've just done all along, those specific roles? So... I kind of went into this year. I'm like, I really want to do safety for this team. Like we are like our safety program was really good in the past, but like with COVID happening, it kind of fell apart. I was like, I really want to get that going again. So I came this year, like really um, kind of strong with safety. I kind of fell into drive team because I wasn't like looking forward to drive team. I didn't think I was going to be a part of it this year, but as I worked more and more on the road, I'm like, that would be so cool just to be a part of a team that's down on the field, like seeing everything up close and in person. So I don't know that we've really ever asked this question before, Brian, but what kind of pressure do you feel pressure as a part of the drive team when you're out there? So I feel some pressure, but um, I'm just a human player. So I'm just shoving cones and cubes into the field for our robot to pick up. Um, the real pressure that was on Sam, he is our driver. He has all the pressure on the world. So, so Sam, in case you didn't realize it, Kyle just told you, you should have felt all the pressure in the world upon you. Um, did you feel any of that responsibility or that pressure while you're, while you're, you know, out there driving with the robot? Yeah, for sure. Um, one thing that I'm constantly thinking about is just the amount of time and effort that this team puts into the robot and right. how well my performance can affect everyone else's, um, feelings about how the season's going. And so right. like recently at St. Joe made a couple mistakes that kind of just, I know for me, I felt really bad about it because of that, that, um, that thought that, wow, all this time went into it. And because of a little, 
you know, mechanical error on my part, we weren't able to perform as well we wanted to, as well as we wanted to. But also when success comes and when our drive team can really put a good match together, then we get our whole team excited and it's really, really rewarding to be able to pay off um, the work that we put in this robot with a good performance and match. Okay. Okay. Very good. Um, Brian, what I want to do is I want to, um, we're going to come back when we, we take a little commercial break, we're going to come back and kind of pick up on that point uh, that Sam had made there. Um, I don't want to start that topic now because it'll run us right through the commercial. So go ahead and take us to commercial and we'll come back and pick up on that topic. All right. We'll continue our discussion on the robotics round table. This is news talk sports 94.9 WSJM. Welcome back to Robotics Roundtable on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. I'm Brian Sorensen with Tim Denai. Before the break, we were talking with the team Lancebot out of Stevensville, Michigan. And Tim, you had a question you were getting ready to pose to the team. Yeah, so I, I wanted to pick up on the point that Sam kind of felt a little bit of the weight of the world. And, um, and, and as such, and the position he has is driver. Are you driver or operator, Sam? I'm the driver the driver so as the driver um there's a lot of work that goes on for the team you know the build of the robot the the program of the robot from you know conceptualization um to everybody that's in the stands just you know gathering data and cheering and if there's a if there's a, a moment that's kind of out of your control or whatever the reason sam had talked about you know maybe feeling that he'd let a group down and i'm just curious um from the others on the team you know how do you how do you help Sam through that and go, look, you didn't let us down. Uh, you know, somebody kind of, you know, take the lead and just tell me a little bit about how you pick up the driver and the operator after they have a bad match. So we try to cheer regardless of the results of the match. We want them to know that regardless of the results, we are super, super proud of our drive team. We are so impressed with what they've accomplished. Many of them are I mean, I think Sam and Owen, this is their first time operating a robot and they're doing a fantastic job. So we'll cheer for them. I know we'll run them snacks. We'll check in on them after matches. We just try to be there and be supportive of them. So I didn't know snacks were a part of the deal. I might sign up to be a driver <laughs> and operator. Right? Sign snacks me up for that. <laughs> um, Tanishka, go ahead and tell me a little bit about, and, and Tori chime into this, um, I asked the team for some things that they want to talk about instead of just letting us jump, you know, dump questions at you. Women in STEM, talk about that a little bit. What is STEM and why, why is it that women in STEM is important to you? So STEM is like all about like sciences, science, technology, engineering, and mechanics. So like really broadening my field of getting out there. You don't really see a lot of girls like on a robotics team and Personally, I have a ton of experience doing it, but we, from last year to this year, last year we had one girl on our robotics team. This girl, this year, we have five. So that's a definite increase in numbers. And also just like getting out there and actually getting hands-on with the robot, looking at the code, working with safety. It's really cool seeing how it goes. Yeah, I joined in because I've had an interest in science my whole life. It's been one of my favorite subjects in school but I've never looked at the engineering or mechanical aspect of it. I've looked at chemistry and biology and such, which is what I think I'm going to major in, but I wanted to broaden my horizons and kind of learn more just about science as a whole. Okay. Uh, so, um, Tori, with you being a senior, but having been around 
Lakeshore High School for a bit. Were you aware of and just didn't intersect with anybody with the robotics team? Or did you, how did you wait until your senior year to get involved? So I knew that the robotics team was here, but I was very intimidated by joining the smart kid club. Um, I didn't know anything about it. I was intimidated to even come in and be like, hey, I don't know a single thing about this. And they always put out in the forms that they send out, you do not need experience. But I was like, well, everybody's going to say that. They're recruiting people. Of course, you need to know something. Right. And I, my senior year came around. I wanted new friends. I wanted new opportunities. I wanted to broaden what I was doing with school so I could put it on college applications. I just wanted to do more. I wasn't involved with anything in high school. So my senior year, I stacked up with all of the smart kid clubs and I stuck around here and I work in marketing, but sometimes I'll come over onto the build side and I'll learn so much by just an hour of being in here. And everybody's been very welcoming regardless of me just being here for the first time. So the flyer was true. You don't need to know these things. You don't need experience. I walked in and they were like, hey, we'll teach you what you need to know. I built a swerve drive, one of my first days here. Very good. So, I mean, that is impressive. I mean, the, I, and I applaud you because I always, I always tell students and actually I, I, what I've taken from this program, probably in the last 10 years of the employment before I, before I retired, um, I would always talk to students about you have to step out of your comfort zone. And I found myself not doing that. There were certain things that I was really good at and that I would consider myself expertise at. Um, and I would never step out of that comfort zone. And then there was one time where I was in the midst of something and I said, that's not my job. And I happened to recall that I was talking to a robotics student and had encouraged them to step out of their comfort zone. And from that moment on, because of my interaction with students like you, I stepped out of my comfort zone because you find that you're capable of doing so many more new things. That moment you just say, what can I do? How can I help? What can I learn? So. Um, I'm glad that you stepped out of that comfort zone. I am curious, um, you said five new team members, female team members. What roles do you have on the team? You've mentioned a little bit of marketing, but what roles, uh, you know, in general uh, on the team? Um, so I do marketing. Tanu is in programming. And then we have Lexi and Kaylin who are on our design team. And then Ainsley Cahill is our team captain. Okay. And I, that's... I kind of suspected that. I just wanted to get that out there too, because nobody has defined a specific role on a robotics team. Any person can any can be anything on the robotics team, and that's what I, I, I really love about that. Um, uh, Kavir, sophomore, and I, I can't remember if I made. Is it this is your first year? Yeah, this is my okay. First. So same thing as kind of Tori. I mean, what what brought you to robotics? Um, and then some of the, you know, um, what brought you to and what do you do specifically, first of all? So uh, I'm always interested in like mechanical engineering. So uh, I thought robotics would be a good opportunity to have a look at what that has to do. And uh, I'm on the build team. So I help assemble the robot. I look at all the gears, the mechanics, putting them all together. Is any of this, uh, what you're doing in robotics, is it an offshoot from any of the classes that you might have, whether it's a science class, a physics class, or any of you can kind of jump on in there. Are you taking what you're learning in classroom, the theory, and applying it? Yeah, we take um, like basic physics. You um, 
make sure that everything is going to work. Is the robot going to tip over? How can you counterbalance that? You use your basic math to do like the dimensions of the robot, make sure everything's in place. Yeah. Anyone else? In software, I take Mr. Woodard's computer science class as well. So I feel like knowing what I'm doing here and then being able to connect things that I've learned in that class to what I'm doing here or things that I'm doing here to that class, it's so cool. So uh, go ahead, go ahead. I also want to say that like, like I use my life experiences. Like we use a lot of the math that we are taught in school, but I also use like life experiences that I use because I grew up on a farm. Like I know some stuff because of my life experience. And I bring them here to the team. So I'm like, hey, this is what I do. This is how I learned it. Like, I'm not sure if this is the best way, but like, this is another way to do things that might work for us. So I'm, uh, I'm going to come back to, to Mr. Woodard here. I mean, when you hear students giving you that kind of feedback, and I don't know if that happens in normal dialogue in, in the, in the robotics meetings, but, you know, does that kind of give you just a, you know, a reassurance and other reason to continue doing this? Because now they're connecting the dots, the theory to the real world. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, obviously, you want to teach them stuff in class that they're going to be able to use every single day, but that doesn't happen. I mean, some things that I teach in class, they may never use in their life, and some other things they, they may use. So uh, it's great to hear that, you know, things that they're learning in the classroom, they can take out of the classroom and apply it somewhere, whether it's robotics or wherever it is. I mean, as a teacher, that's, that's what you want to hear. You love hearing those things from students, those success stories. Yeah, so Tanu, I could see as you were talking about it, there, there was a smile there. And Brian, it reminded me of, I've had a conversation with Pat Moody, you know, who in the area. Pat Moody refers to these as the aha moments, where it's, where it's the, the on-the-job thing and it connects that theory that we've been doing with the real world. And it's the, it's the excitement of going, now it all makes sense. Um, so I, I, that I love to see. And, and to hear it came through, the enthusiasm came through from all of you in regards to that. Um, we're going to, I'm going to set the stage for the next discussion we're going to have, because we're going to take a commercial break, but we're going to come back. I want the team to kind of, you, you guys spend a lot of time together. I mean, I was with everybody when we were doing Lego league preparation and holding that event. And then we had the kickoff event in January and from January on until now, this team has been spending a lot together. So I'm going to be curious to find out when we get back, what the team does for you know team you know, you know whether it's team bonding or whatever you want to call it just activities that you do that are not specific to just the robot so brian we'll go ahead and go to commercial and we'll come back and talk about that all right we'll continue our discussion with team lancebot this is news talk sports 94.9 wsjm with the robotics roundtable Welcome back to Robotics Roundtable on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. I'm Brian Sorensen with Tim Denai. Before we went uh, on our break, we were talking about this team spends a lot of time together. So there's a lot of team bonding and everything. I'm, we're curious to know what are some of the things that you guys do as part of like your team building, team bonding experiences as, as far as uh, as a whole, as a big group? Um, well, we have some stories we can tell about that. Are, so, are we sure we can tell the stories, Tori? I want to make sure we, we're, we're good with them. So. Yeah, yeah. You Nothing illegal it. happened. Everything is safe. You know, a big part of FIRST is our safety. We like to implement that in our day-to-day -day robotics meets and competitions and meetings and everything. But after one of our competitions, our team was very, very stressed with the results we were working 
crazy hours to try and fix things that went wrong, do little tweaks to get ready for our next competition. And me and Kyle noticed this. So I was like, hey, let's go get them ice cream. So we drove to the store and we got boxes of ice cream, bags of candy, two liters of soda and juice. Cookies. Cookies. And then we just came back and we were like, guys, we brought you food, which I don't know if you know this, but the w- real way to bond with people is to give them food. Especially teenagers. Especially teenagers. And we're all teenagers. We love our food. We've had times where we were sneaking our team snacks all the time. We were like, hey, we've got a Slim Jim for you. Eat it now. We'd go see our team all the time. And we're like, we've got water bottles. We've got snacks just shoved in our pockets. We're like, eat it quick because you have to go. But we just, we bond with food most of the time, I think. I mean, and a lot of the time that we have together as a team, because when we're not working, is when we're eating in the hallway right side <laughs> of the room. We're just like, some of us are on the floor, some of us are standing up, and we're just cracking jokes back and forth, back and forth. And it's just, we bond over food. That's what we do as a team. It's not because of the food, it just happens to be there. We're already planning um, a little party at the end of the season where there will be tons of food. <laughs> we are planning it already. We're excited. We're ready for it. So I, I do have to ask this. Does anyone take into consideration the health level of the food? Because I heard cake, ice cream, Slim Jims. I know there's pizza and pop in there. Is there anything healthy? We bring veggies, trays sometimes. <laughs> we brought a couple apples to the, breakfast. The important thing is that people do eat, though, because a lot of them are working crazy hours. And we're like, you got to come and eat before you pass out. So like literally anything in the system is better than nothing. I feel like we're force feeding and like making our drive team eat and drink like the whole competition. We're like, please, you need to eat. So, so I'm curious. So I've heard from the two seniors how, and I love the fact that you guys recognize that and just said, we need a break, whatever that break is um, a, a little bit of a mental health break because you guys are continuously on the go and, and, and trying to set a task, accomplish the task, watch as it fails, pick yourself up and continue on. So underclassmen how does i mean um tell us some of the things that you guys bring to the table and are you appreciative of the seniors taking care of you guys uh yeah we uh we listen to music while we work and stuff um we appreciate everything the seniors do for us they take care of us uh make sure that we're safe uh eating and then um yeah, definitely. The upperclassmen are like the best. They like know what they're doing and they're so intelligent. It's amazing. And also like it's a team bonding thing, right? We have a couple team like members, mostly freshmen, honestly, but like they're such like they're funny and they just make everybody laugh. And that in itself is a whole thing about getting together and really being a team, becoming a friend group. Yeah. So Sam, um, I mean, do you feel that um, are they taking good care of you as a dri- as part of the drive team? Just do you think it's just they want to make sure that you stay upright because nobody else wants to drive? They just want to make sure you're healthy. <laughs> you're not supposed to tell them. <laughs> yes, they, it's been it's been very very eye opening to see how much they care. Um, I think I can speak for Owen in this as well, but it's it's pretty pretty awesome to as soon as we're getting back in the pits, we always come back to applause. People are telling us good job, even if it was a bad match, offering us food make sure that we're drinking lots of water, but yeah, they, they take really good care of us. And it's been, it's been really nice to have that. 
Yeah. And I was, um, that's the thing I was bringing up earlier is I'm sure that, you know, you may feel the weight of the world as the driver and whatever happens happens, but the support of your team is definitely there. And it's evident, um, <laughs> until the moment you come back and they withhold your food. And then that might be something to be concerned. About, so. <laughs> um, so I'm curious, um, you know, if you can give us a little bit of an update, how the team did, you've competed at um, two events and everybody that we've kind of shared throughout the season as we bring the show to people is all the teams will compete at two events. Uh, you've competed at yours. So how has the team done and whoever wants to jump in with how the robots done and then also how have you done with awards? So we competed at Calvin in our week one and um, we didn't perform as well as we'd like to, but I think the biggest thing that we got out of Calvin was figuring out what we need to do in the future. We went in with a certain game plan on how we were gonna pick up game pieces, and we found out that it just, it wasn't gonna work. Um, we were trying to get, do things differently, but we found out that if we tried picking up off a substation instead of off the ground, that we would have a lot more success. So um, our first day at Calvin didn't go so well. Our second day, once we changed that strategy and implemented it, we started doing much better. Um, and we ended up getting chosen by an alliance in the playoffs and won our first match um, and then lost the next two. But we came out of Calvin with a lot of good information and knowledge heading into week two on how we how we can improve. And so at week two, that's exactly what we did. We were at St. Joe and right out of the gate, we were winning matches. We were doing well, lots of cycles, and it was just firing on all cylinders. And it was it was really, really cool to see how much improvement we had shown just over one week. Um, and so at St. Joe, we ended our qualification matches in second place. Um, and so we're an alliance captain going into the playoffs. Yeah. And, and it was definitely evident. And, and would you say that, um, did you and Owen come into the St. Joe event, the driver, the operator, just that much more comfortable? It was the unknown was gone. Now you knew what to expect. And it was just how has the robot improved from then? Yes, we, we, we had that conversation beforehand on how we, we were ready. We were just ready to knock it out of the park. We had preparation. We had time to practice on the robot. We, we were just prepared in every way that we could be. And, and they showed because we had a lot of fun and we were able to do very well. All right. And then um, if someone else wants to chime in just on the, the team received two different awards, two totally different categories of awards also. Um, at Kelvin, you received an imagery award. And then at the St. Joe event, there was an innovation and control award. Who wants to kind of speak to those awards? And were those something that were unexpected for the team or did you kind of hope to get into that? So we kind of wanted to get the imagery award because we are very proud of our robot design. We have um, a plume that everyone calls the Mohawk, but it's a plume. And we also have a shield and they both light up. And with the arm, it looks like a lance and it looks like our mascot, um, the Lancebot. And so I think we're really gunning for that um, imagery award. I think we're all very, very happy to receive it. Um, for the Innovation Control Award, I don't think we were expecting it. I know that we had like a unique pickup system that we were using section cups and not a lot of people were doing that. And I think the way that we implemented it in St. Joe and proving that it could work and did work very well, I think that led us to getting that award. But I don't think we really expected that because we didn't know what everyone else was doing when we designed the suction cup system. Okay. And, and those awards come from talking to judges. And as you guys know, I'm the judge advisor for that event. So I'm just curious, someone can give me some feedback on, um, but uh, maybe Tori, you, because the first time 
coming here now, you have to do an interview with judges. Did you interact? Did you have discussion with judges? Um, I did not have an interaction once. No? Mm -mm. Did anybody on your team have interaction with the judges? I, I had a couple, yeah. Um, it's When we first talked about it before the season started, I like immediately got scared. I was like, whoa, I'm going to have to like talk to judges and it's going to impact like our performance. Um, and... And the one the time I had to do it, I was by myself, unfortunately. So it made it even worse. But it's it's a cool experience to just get time one on. I wasn't say one on one, but there were three judges when they came and talked to me about about the robot and what you've worked on and what you're proud of and just really showing off what you've done. And it paid off, and we were able to win those awards. So it's it's a really cool experience. So I would, I guess I would say then the next time you see the blue shirts coming talk to you, just like the first time you drove compared to the second time, you'd be comfortable with it because now you know it's that conversation that's happening. Yes, definitely. That's good. And, and that is a large part of that interview process is those are skill sets that I hope you guys recognize you're going to get to use throughout the rest of your life. Someone's going to ask you about something you've been working on or, or you're going to have to try to sell somebody on something you've been doing. So that's a great experience to go through. So I'm, I'm glad somebody got to have it. I was going to be slightly concerned if my judges hadn't talked to anybody on Team Lancebot. So, um, Brian, when we come back, we're going we're gonna to give the students and Mr. Woodard an opportunity to give out a shout out to um, somebody in the community, somebody on the team, whomever it might be. We'll, hear, we'll learn a little bit more about the team and then also we're kind of get a feel for what team Lancebot is looking for throughout the rest of the season. All right. We'll continue our discussion with team Lancebot on the robotics round table. This is news talk sports, 94.9 WSJM. Welcome back to robotics round table on news talk sports, 94.9 WSJM. I'm Brian Sorensen with Tim Deny. We're kind of wrapping up our, our discussion with the Lancebots, and it's come to uh, the point of the show, Tim, where we uh, we ask him to do some shout-outs. Yep, so a shout-out can be to anybody in the community, a sponsor, uh, anybody you want. Somebody has helped you get to this point here. So um, we're going to start with Kyle and work backwards. So Kyle, how about you first? So I have, like, two groups of people. I want to thank our parents because – they feed us, they get us here, they put up with our crazy schedules because of robotics, <laughs> they support us. Without our parents, we couldn't do this at all. I also wanna thank all the other teams that have helped us in any way, shape or form, from like giving us ideas, to spare parts, to helping hands. Like we probably wouldn't be doing so high at competitions if we were just by ourselves without any other extra support from other teams. Very good, continuing on. Uh, I would like to shout out uh, all, to all of our mentors. Uh, keeping us safe, making sure that we're doing what we're supposed to. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then I would like to shout out uh, to our sponsors, uh, Lakeshore Alliance Club and Honor Credit Union. Okay. Sam, how about you? I want to shout out um, a group on our team, which is the pit crew that will come in and to our pit whenever we come back from a match and immediately start dissecting the robot. And they have pulled off some insanely quick repairs and fixes that as as um as the driver it's it's pretty incredible to get into the pit and be scared because oh like we're not gonna have a robot in my mind there's no way they're gonna get it done and all of a sudden in 15 minutes we're we're out and we're ready to go 
So I've been very impressed with the work that they've been able to do. Um, and it's been, it's been incredible to watch them. Okay. To do. Similar to Sam, another team on our team, uh, the drive team definitely did so well. For, I know I speak for the entire team when I say we're so proud of them for everything they have done and all the practice they've put in and just like the level of like maturity and understanding and intelligence it takes to really move this robot in a strategy. And we're really excited for them to see what they do in the future. And also Edgewater Automation, thank you for the tour and really just like showing us how automation works and stuff. I feel it's really for the marketing student to shout out some of our sponsors. We'd like to thank Bosch, Whirlpool, Tyler Honda, and the Lakeshore Excellence Foundation for how gracious they have been with their sponsorships. And I'd also like to thank our mentors for all of the time that they put into this and how patient they've been with us new students, like learning everything. Mr. Woodard, how about you, sir? Yeah, I got a couple of shout outs that I'll, I'll give. Uh, first uh, order, I don't know if it matters here, but uh, the first one I'm gonna give is to um, my buddy, my bro, uh, Brad Smith, he's our, he's our other head coach. Uh, I wouldn't be here without him. Um, I don't know if he feels the same way, but I'm sure that if I was not here, he probably wouldn't be here either. But uh, um, we're peas in a pod. We work very well together. Um, and uh, so uh, I appreciate everything that he's done and, and put into this team. Um, and I have to thank the ladies behind the scenes for the two of us, our wives, you can sh you can give their names. <laughs> <laughs> so um, knowing both of those those two women behind the scenes, um, you're right. You have to thank them. Just kidding, <laughs> but <laughs> um, and there's a lot that goes into it. I just just hearing um, from from the team. I mean, the appreciativeness of everybody. The you know of the mentors of the sponsors. Um, I you guys definitely embody everything that I consider to be a good team. All those pieces that come together, um, you guys should definitely be proud of what you do and, and the way you go about doing it. Um, so we've, we've mentioned that you've competed at two competitions, state of Michigan, Brian, I think we've gone over this before. All the teams will compete at two competitions where they're gaining points and hopefully qualifying for Michigan state championships. So currently Team Lancebot is sitting, you know, at 23rd. That's after two weeks of competition. So as a team, what are you looking, what do you do now? Because really things are kind of out of your control. So what's the focus for the team right now? Um, right now we're working, excuse me, we're working on improving our robot. We don't know if we're going to make this state or not. We don't know this, but we're working on the assumption that we will. So what, if we do qualify, we're going to have a robot that's going to be better and it's going to be improved. It's hopefully going to work better than it ever did at St. Joe. And so if we do qualify, we can compete at that state level. Okay. On my end of things, we're working on some events that could be coming up. We own a highway, so we have to make sure that stays maintained. So we have that coming up, but it's been a little too cold, snowy, rainy, hail. It hasn't been the best conditions. And then we've got a couple other ideas we're trying to get into motion. So snowy, rainy hail, you're just describing robot season, Tori. That's pretty much I, what we live with. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> um, um, talk a little bit about um, the Lego League events um, that we had last fall and those types of things, the importance of doing them um, from the high school robotics team, the importance that you see as, as team members 
in doing those events and hosting those events? Um, so something I did is I was an FLL and I saw like these high school students helping me. I thought they were adults. And I was like, wow, they are so cool. I was 11, okay, give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was like, wow, they're so cool. And like, and they were like, um, excuse me. They're like, they did robotics and I was like, I like what I'm doing right now. And this like this tiny little field in comparison to like the big FRC field, I'm like I eventually want to do it. So like just seeing them and like how cool they were, I wanted to become them. And so it just kind of kept driving me forward. I didn't grow up around here, but I feel like if I had the opportunity to join FLL, I definitely would have. But working, like volunteering for FLL was so much fun and it was so exciting. And I was one of like the team, not mentors, but I was kind of like a tour guide, team ambassador. So I took them around and my team ended up winning the whole thing. And it was the coolest feeling ever. I was so proud of them. I had just met those kids that day, but they were so excited. And I feel like most of them will continue with robotics because they had that experience. Anyone else want to add on to that? Going off of what both Kyle and Tori said, like, just like first, you're like a little kid, you're an FLL, you're working with Legos. And, you know, you have this really cool mentor who's guiding you around as your ambassador, right? And next thing you know, you're in high school and you're on the FRC team and you're guiding your own little team around, cheering them on and everything. It's so cool. So you guys became attached to those students in, in, oh, in a I, very I, short amount. I was sobbing in the stands while they were like jumping around screaming. My my boyfriend came to watch them and he was like, you just met them today. And I was like, I get attached quick. I love them so much. I hope they're doing well. I, I love that. Uh, you know, I think I can at least speak for myself and I don't know, John, how you feel on that too. I mean, to, to hear that, I'm definitely a fan of, of, of students like you guys that I get the chance to work with. And I'm, I'm always excited to see how happy you guys are. John, I want to come back to you just a bit. And that is, um, so tell me something, and I'm putting you on the spot, but something that you've seen this year that um, you just didn't expect to see out of your students and then it just happens. Do you have those moments year to year where it's just like something happens, it just, it reaffirms why you do this? Yeah, I mean, there's there's uh, situations like that, I think every year. Um, let me just step back and I do wanna finish my shout out. I got a little choked up there, Tim. Sorry. Uh, my, Sorry. my wife, Katie, and, and Brad's wife, Kate, We want I wanna say thank you for everything that uh, they've done for us. Um, but uh, yeah, there's, there's moments like that all throughout the season. I, I remember uh, um, one thing that comes to mind is uh, Sam has done a lot of work for our, uh, our programming team, our software team. And uh, he took on the task of working with vision, which that's something he's never done before. And uh, so you kind of get dumped into that position and say, okay, Sam, you're taking this on. And he worked on that for a couple of days. And, and all of a sudden he called me in and said, hey, check this out. And he had that robot lining up to that post. And it was just like a... I just was so excited for him and he was excited to see it was working. It's one of those moments that, you know, you just, you'll, you'll remember for the remainder of the season that it's, it's the, the light bulb goes off and uh, the excitement on, on uh, his face and my face. It was just, you know, one of those moments. Great. And, and, and I think that's probably a great point, Brian, right there to kind of go that highlights why the, the teachers do it. Uh, the mentors, the excitement that the students have. Uh, we want to thank you guys for taking time to meet with us. Um, I can hear the enthusiasm from your team. 
I will be watching just because you're a local team and I, and because of the, the bond I get to have with doing work with you and during the Lego league season, wishing the team success and hoping that, uh, you guys are in that, that top 160 teams and get the opportunity to continue your season and go to the Michigan state championship. Um, Brian, last thoughts quickly. Last thoughts. Just, you can, you can definitely tell how, how well, you know, gelled this team is from just the discussion about the, the team building exercises that they, you guys have got a great team going on and I wish you guys success the rest of the season. Thank great. You. So thank you. we want to thank you. Thank you guys again for being a part of the show. Uh, for anybody who's listening locally on the radio, tune in next week and, and, and you'll get to hear Brian and I talking with uh, Team Ramageddon out of South Haven. Um, for anyone who tuned in via Facebook, be sure to check out other Robotics Roundtables postings on Facebook and WSJAM.com for podcast of Robotics Roundtable. And until next week, make it a great day.